Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Cultish, where we're entering into the kingdom of the Colts in Colorado. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Cultish and Sheologians, part two. Are part we, dose. Yes, we're bringing the her and call herado. Call herado. Very good. Good yeah. job. I'm going to let you the, keep the that one. The and vibrations. Vibrations. <laughs> oh, very nice. Very good. Mm, that's good. We're, we're <laughs> on to this. So, man, what an interesting, fascinating first episode. I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, we kind of hear a, a story like that that's like crazy in the news, but then you sort of hear something like this, and it's surprising to people about you know, the, the demographics surrounding where the love has one cult took off. But, you know, places like these are a dime a dozen. So I think it's, yeah, I really enjoyed it. What did you guys think about the first episode? Anything that stuck out to you guys? Uh, just the fact that all of these cults are so similar. They all have to borrow from Christianity in some way. They, like, will borrow from stuff that they know. Like, they're like, oh, the number 144,000 is in the Bible. I know it must be important. Here's how it's going to be important in my cult. Um, and I just think the need for justification, like all humans have this need, like cults and new agers, like they talk a lot about ascendance and ascending. And I feel like this is just, you just see the natural like bent of the human heart and all of this stuff that we all are naturally bent towards God, towards faith, towards a, we know we need to be made right. And so in every cult, there's here are the steps of like how you become made Who right. Who you are and what is your purpose mm-hmm. here. But it's without, so human. Without anything objective, we just. Well, you can just make it up as you go. Around, or you can drink for 20 years and then come up with and be like, I'm God. <laughs> right. You know, like, we, yeah, it's. it's I, I think sometimes we uh, it's easy to look at something like this and be like, wow, mm-hmm. that's the reason why God called it foolishness. Right. But we let a lot of foolishness pass mm-hmm. as normal Without, like, in our current I, culture. Yeah. Because that's pretty much everyone. Everyone's just making up stuff to, <laughs> yeah. to determine what their purpose is here and like right. who they are. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. This is no different in that way, even yeah. though it's really bananas. It's just very mm. extreme. Yeah. yeah. Really off the rails version of that. Everyone's their own guru. Yes. Right. Yes. And yeah. almost, it's almost indicative of where we are as a culture. You know, you think about the, just the quote right now. I mean, we're in June, which has become pride month, but you know, the whole quote, like love is love. Right. And mm-hmm. so here we are there to, they have their own term of love because love has just become this, it's not defined. It's just this vague, arbitrary like fill in the blanks so no one whatever i feel love is like synonymous for Mm -hmm. like good feelings Mm -hmm. and if you don't make me feel good feelings and you're not being right yeah right so this love has one it's like what does it even mean that's that's what people chanted back when it was when when the obama administration when they they did the Mm -hmm. bill that redefined marriage and they Mm -hmm. they changed up the color they put the pride colors on the uh on the White House, right? And everyone's chanting, love has won. And here they are. Now there's a cult that had, in a different way, had labeled themselves as that. So uh, we are back here with Stephen Burns. And uh, it's good to talk to you again, man. Good to talk to you guys, too. Awesome. And so we are talking in the very first episode about the, how the uh, the town in Colorado, which it originated, or at least where it trajected from, kind of giving a foundation for that. And then just a little bit about the love has won cult. Uh, let's just jump back into it. Let's just explain... In the first episode, we kind of gave some examples of some of the craziness in regards to their theology, and it's pretty easy to assume that a lot of this was uh, drug and hallucinogen-induced. If you've seen the Dr. Phil episode, you could tell that she uh, had a lot of issues as far as drinking way too much, being very uh, obligatory and just kind of being all over the place. But yeah, just talk a little bit more about what would be their other aspects of love orthodoxy, if you can even call it that, within Love Has One. Mm. Talk to us a little bit more about that. So, yeah, the 
I guess orthodox aspect wise, the the prime goal of love has one is to free ourselves from the darkness. <laughs> and so uh, we kind of got into that a little bit last time. Right. So the 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 darkness was brought in by yucky nasty Jehovah God, um, <laughs> which obviously they're trying to discredit Christianity by that. Right. And so he he brought all this darkness and these dark species. And so the universe has been cleansed of darkness, but by cleansing the universe of darkness, Father God has brought all the darkness onto Earth. That's why Earth is so bad and so hard to, to do anything with. Um, and so mother and father have to come together to take care of this. And, and so what we're going to do is we're going to cleanse ourselves of this darkness first and foremost. And if we can get enough people to be cleansed of this darkness, we can flip the script and push back the darkness. And that's basically their eschatology is that let's get everybody on board and then everything will be light and happy and, and love. <laughs> hmm. But, um, is there anything that suggests that's not really the goal of like, cause I don't think, have we really gotten into that yet? Like some of the practices. Of uh, yeah. I'm curious what the their cult. evangelism was, if that's their goal. Well, and even like their, some of the stuff that you have to go through, like as a cult member can be pretty extreme. That's what mm -hmm. the, actually the, the Dr. Phil clip was like one of the only things I didn't watch on it but you're talking like what's the sanctification right. that happens yeah. how do like, they have to do x y and z in like order they're to talking purge about themselves love. of darkness like love mm -hmm. is in right. the name of their group right mm -hmm. but is that mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. like from an objective standpoint because they i let just really quickly talk about some things that they actually yeah. did do mm -hmm. to the mm -hmm. to the members mm -hmm. so i mean we saw where there's there's a lot of live streams that were out i don't have 50 right. hours to watch all of them, but right. there's a bunch of them that kind of had clips and you hear her just yelling profanity at her people. And everybody I saw was more upset at the way she yelled at the one cat calling it different names and stuff. But, oh yeah. Um, that was, that got cussing her into out a lot of trouble. the cat or whatever. Yeah. Which is like, what about the people, but different, different topic. Um, yeah. So like, geez, she was very, very abusive to the members and, jason the father god character was as well mm -hmm. the some of the stuff i saw was and this is kind of like earmuff zone for young children in the room um but there was a lot of sexual um stuff going on so they were very i guess anti-homosexual which is fascinating given their name you kind of wouldn't expect that right mm. they were very very anti-homosexual but she had the other women performing sexual acts on her and different things like that. And I'm, and I don't, I haven't read anything, but from what I was seeing, I'm, I'm very certain that father God was also largely involved in right. the sexual mm -hmm. acts as well. And so mm -hmm. like, there's that kind of stuff going on. And then I, I mentioned, um, the guy, uh, Alex Witten, who's had a couple kids and a wife and was making six figures. Um, that was one of the big stories that came out last year. So yeah, Alex didn't Witten, they find him like, wandering around in the desert yeah, or something like wandering that. Wandering naked in the desert. <laughs> um, so yeah, he, he was from, I think, uh, New England. I, I could be wrong on that, but he, well, he joined them during the COVID and everything happening and he came over here and they saw him in a couple of live streams. And then two days later on one of the live streams, they said, yeah, Alex didn't last very long. And his family was like, oh my gosh, what the heck? And so there was big searches yeah, going on. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're in the middle of this mountain town and Alex didn't last very long, but so like they had the police searching for him, everybody looking for him and they found him outside of Moffat, which is a town near Crestone. He was wandering in the desert in that area and the valley has a lot of farming, but that area is just desolate and barren. Um, and he was supposedly there for two days, um, most likely strung out on drugs. Right. And the, the explanation they gave for this is father god he, he's taken on all this darkness and it was getting too heavy for him to bear so just or, or alex you're strong so i'm going to use you as my special vessel to pour my darkness into and you're going to hold it for me um and i have no clue what that ceremony or process looked like but obviously mm. there was some drugs and some pretty wicked kicking him out into the desert naked stuff right. going on <laughs> so but which is always one of those things too when you look at a cult where it's almost like 
obedience required, there's always sacrifice or demand. So you think about mm-hmm. when it talks about scripturally, when it talks presents your body as a living sacrifice, your body being a temple unto God. There mm-hmm. is an aspect within Christian marriage where like the act of a uh, husband and wife, you know, having sex within marriage is almost in a form like an act of worship. And then, mm-hmm. but then you would see almost in the same sense how they have their own rules of someone who, who play, puts themselves up as God they end up having all these weird and rigid restrictions in regards to what you can and can't do with your body sexually. You had David Koresh who put very strict restrictions on members. I believe he was the only person who could have sex within the compound at, at Mount Carmel. And you have, there's the famous group, the Source Family with uh, Father Yod, which they did an Amazon documentary. And obviously that was a hippie commune in the 70s. You can only put two and two together. They, they'd be doing something like that. But... Not only that, but also there's always this aspect, too, of this rules for thee and not for me, where they'll they'll yeah. put out a dogma. This is what you need to do. But for me, it's totally fine. So here they are. I found it almost not surprising that if her dogma was in many ways uh, anti-homosexual and now. But for me, I can go ahead and have all of these uh, other women and you know guys or whoever just doing these sex acts. I mean, it's totally fine for me to do it, but you mm-hmm. can't do it. That's something that stuck out to me. Yeah, and it's, that's just the typical cult leader yeah. mentality where above all of you, so I'm better than you, and so you must listen to what I say. Mm-hmm. And just the other aspects of the of the people, um, I don't know much about this guy, but one of the blogs that I guess did a lot of discernment posting on them, this guy named Robert Foley um, disappeared after giving them $10,000 and an SUV. Um, oh, and yeah. since August of 2019, he's not been seen. Yes. I read about that, that I was very curious about that. <laughs> yeah. And like, even the, some of the members are like, yeah, it doesn't go good for people who leave one guy blew his brains out. I mean, it's just the, the amount of just oppression they face, you know, the, the members are allowed to sleep two to four hours a night. Yeah. Well, uh, they he talked just... about the live streams, like they're ob- mm-hmm. they're under obligation to run those live streams. Yeah, and well, you they're, might they're get... literally under a contract, <laughs> right? Yeah, and yeah. you might be woken up at any time, and yeah, having sleep deprivation. Plus, mm-hmm. obviously, it's not explicitly said anywhere, but I personally believe that the members are being given an excess of drugs and alcohol at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, you're talking about spiritual like being spiritually degraded but also physically yeah just what was the name of like what was the name of the contract again they had to sign it's called the ego contract ego contract oh yeah totally reminded me too of the billion year contract they have to sign within scientology Mm -hmm. yeah well here's i can give you some more background on kind of that ego idea um to, to do that i'll i'll give you it's more history on the on the group's belief too so this is quoting from the pamphlet i was reading so and they say so a lot, but I also say so, but whatever. Just a short history about how this planet got overtaken. It was originally a 5D consciousness planet. We lived in love vibrations in the civilization of Lemuria. Mom was queen of Lemuria, and Trump was mom's father in Lemuria. We love you, Trump. Atlantis also was another civilization here. And this was thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, and they lived in a 3D, 4D paradigm. They had not yet evolutionized into 5D frequencies, but the Atlanteans decided to steal crystal technology from Lemuria, and they attempted to use it, which backfired because obviously you can't use 5D crystal technology when you're only when you're not in 5D frequencies. Obviously, no, but obviously, <laughs> um, but so it backfired and created what we would see today as the atomic bomb. Um, so fun fact, that's where that emerged from. But um, and so they knocked all the planets out of or and all of its inhabitants down frequencies into the third dimension, and this third dimension causes amnesia. So in 3D, you forget that you're all royal angels and that we all, we are all God with God. And it creates the beliefs of separation and unworthiness and powerlessness and a whole slew of things. But it also stemmed from the original separation of Jehovah, which was the first fearful thought that we are separate from God. Uh, once we were knocked down into 3D, we were taken over by the Anakai, which gave way to reptilians, the Illuminati, and then the Cabal. So they took off over the planet. Um, and then... She goes on to explain how, because of all this happening, this darkness, it, it gives us something called the ego, uh, and this ego causes us to have amnesia about what's going on um, in the world. We, we, our eternal soul, because our souls are eternal, created by Mother God, know what's going on, but we have to kind of reclaim that um, memory. We have spiritual amnesia. 
Um, but they say Mother God never had the ego. She could not be programmed, so she be, she came in pure and thought. And throughout her 44 years on this planet, she was able to identify and research and figure out what was going on, on this planet. Um, and so, just kind of this idea of that ego being this evil thing. I'm trying to think of something else to compare it to. Um, just, I mean, just that inner self where like even Freud called it your ego, your, your right. inner self with your deepest longings and desires, but they would say that's evil. So you need to completely abandon your ego, um, completely abandon yourself and take on the light, which is what mother God holds. But it's just, yeah, I guess it's kind of like the ego yeah. is kind of like humanity. It's like mm-hmm. not your true form. So you have yeah, to shed it, it's, that it's what the reptilians, yeah, the reptilians and Illuminati and cabal, they give it to you. <laughs> Wow. Just just strange stuff. <laughs> Super weird. <laughs> but yeah. I mean Yeah, I, I I'd, I'd love to talk to some of these people just for the the sheer interestingness of where they get right. these beliefs from. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know about how many members there were slash are or maybe like were at its biggest? I I don't know at the biggest because they were pretty secretive. Right. I mean we we know how many were arrested and that was 7. Right. Um, but not not everybody who was there was part of the cult. Um, there are others around the country who, are, I guess, were part but never – or at least gave to the cult and believed in it but never signed the ego contract. Right. So, Well, and it's also just interesting, too, because we're now in the social media age of where I call the age of influencers, you know, and that's mm-hmm. a huge name that gets thrown around. But yeah. in, in many ways, that, that just – the sort of like TikTok audience, someone can create an audience of TikTok followers. There's people that you, you, you've seen that have, you know, who are 18 years old who have like half a million followers or have, mm-hmm. you know, 10 million mm-hmm. followers that just will, people listen to every single word that they say because of that clout. Oh yeah. And yeah, I think no, it's almost... I, I was telling Summer that I, mm-hmm. TikTok has convinced me mm-hmm. of how, like how degraded our, culture is just mm-hmm. the nonsense that people spew and then when mm-hmm. you look in the content like in the uh, the contents of the comments it's just like yes oh my gosh what Ugh. like mm-hmm. like everything you're saying is so enlightening and it's like all she did was like do a dance in front of the camera and then be like be kind to one another <laughs> right <laughs> and i was it's like yeah. what how is this it's mad like it's madness. madness there's well, lots deception. of madness going around the yeah. deception and Something I'm starting to realize the older I get is that there really is something about like God has defined the world for us and he's defined reality. And it's almost like the further, the more you hate God, the more you greatly desire to break from reality. Like you don't like these rules that have been imposed. Yeah. Where God is not the boss. And that, that could be as little as like just not believing that consequences are a thing like in my world consequences for my actions would not exist therefore like right. i'm going to ignore their consequences like mm-hmm. and it, it's just such a it's just such a rebellious thing and and the like breaking from reality is something like if you hate god you cannot live comfortably in the world that he's created and so you have to break off with it somehow and we do it creatively uh, yeah right. well yep some of yeah. us more so than others right yes well yeah i mean there's an aspect where too just there's a social as economic aspect just to that to the area in colorado where they started as we talked about in the first episode so you have that combined sort of now with the social media era if you've seen the documentary the social dilemma just kind of talking about i can't watch it Oh, it's, it's, no, <laughs> I can't watch it. Yeah. I'll throw away my computer. I mean, that's yeah. like, I, <laughs> I can't watch it. I know. It's, it's I like, won't have a moderate response. I don't trust yeah. myself to have a moderate response is what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> but it, it's just, it is just fascinating. Just the, the, so the influencer world and now that it's, it's like two forces that have combined that kind of really made love as one what it is, because not only is it the people who have signed the ego contract, but also just people who have been either influenced by it or maybe there's people out there right now who've started their own little sub mini cults as a, as a byproduct of love has one. Well, or even just being willing to sit side by side with something that sounds as crazy as love has won. It just, it feeds the, it's, that's just evidence of the whole uh, to each their own sort of mentality we have, Mm -hmm. which is like, yeah, 
Some people are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But who am I to tell someone? Believe whatever you want. That them being God um, is probably a result. uh, Them thinking they're God is probably a result of the the desire to manipulate people and an excess of alcohol. Like, who am I to say that? Because all, like, we're all one. So many people Mm -hmm. actually believe. Yeah what the foundation mm-hmm. of this cult believes, which is mm-hmm. that we're all one. We're all God. If you right. even want to mm-hmm. say that, but yep. we're the universe, we're all made up of the same stuff thing. thing yeah. And mm-hmm. we're just here to like be the best version of whatever. Yeah. That, we are. That, that's what I was thinking. Like listening to the, the core foundation of what they believe. It's really just repackaged Eastern religion. It's repackaged East, Eastern mm-hmm. philosophy. So if you take out all the fluff, it's just this uh, panentheism mm-hmm. where you have to get rid yourself of this. And I'll use their language, quote unquote, 3D illusion to get back to your 5D Atlant- uh, luminarian or whatever yeah. consciousness, mm-hmm. right? That the darn Atlanteans stole their technology and created this atomic <laughs> fluff in the bad Jehovah God, right? Like great that, at great at stealing identities, <laughs> bad at keeping cities right. above bad water. Bad at keeping cities <laughs> above water. So to them, it's just you know getting back through this secret knowledge. Who the guru would be, Mother God, right? And then going through the guru's process, just like in any Eastern religion, is how you obtain. The knowledge to free yourself of the cycle of some sorrow, which is reincarnation, right? right? Like, I mean, what's the goal? What's the end goal besides making these these light realms? Do they? What do they believe, uh, Stephen? In terms of reincarnation, is it a cycle that can be broken, or is it a never-ending thing until all of the light is flipped from the dark on Earth? Like, what is there? Yeah. So, like, Mother God has been reincarnated five hundred thirty-four times. Right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Right. Um, she has not lost like, count. Yeah, apparently not, no. Um, like I said, she was Marilyn Monroe and Trump was her father in one of those lifetimes and all this stuff. But yeah, so the reincarnation aspect, I think from what I was gathering, once they get to that point where light and love wins, there's no more reincarnation. Everything's just perfect and daisies by then. Just mm-hmm. repackaged Eastern philosophy. This is all it right. is. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it, it is. And what's what's fun is, uh, as I talked about Crestone last episode, is that nobody in Crestone cared about Love is One. They all liked them until they mummified their leader. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, we don't actually like them. I mean, the, but Crestone, this teaching is not weird. It's totally normal to them. Um, Crestone's yeah. full of trust fund college kids or just trust fund millionaires who go there, smoke dope, um, get laid, do whatever, and communicate with whatever the crap they want to communicate. And so, yeah, love is one, whatever. They're doing the same things. Just don't mummify your leader. That's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, right. And like you were saying, it's just repackaged. It's not this new thing. This, even what I just told you guys, doesn't sound all that weird to me when you think about Scientology or even Mormonism. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's weird, but in comparison to those, it's not that much different. <laughs> Yeah, and there's like yeah. there's like a scale of like cultural weirdness. That's kind mm-hmm. of mostly what we're talking about. Yeah, because we've already established that it's foolishness, not just because the foolish things you're hearing, but because of mm-hmm. objectively. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think sometimes we even mm-hmm. Christians kind of forget like just how foolish the culturally acceptable mm-hmm. worldview is. Um, so it just it's a little more attention grabbing when you hear someone say mm-hmm. like. I am God, but really yeah. it's, well, it's the same level of mm-hmm. foolishness. Yeah, from fish to philosophers <laughs> right. for murdering yeah. your yeah. children for freedom. Like, right. It's the yeah. same It's the same craziness. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. nothing new under the sun. I like what you said earlier too, Summer. I think you said something to the extent of that people who are not Christian, they really struggle to really grasp living in God's world because they have their own arbitrary standards, which they have. There's no ground to stand upon. As Jeff would always say, look at your feet. And so just going back to you know, her aspect of uh, belief in reincarnation, it's, it's just, it's funny because, you know, you look at like a Christian worldview, we actually have a level of consistency where God will set up standards that he is obligated to follow mm-hmm. that. So when you think about in Deuteronomy 18, Deuteronomy 18, when it says, if you just bear one false prophecy and it does not come to pass, you are a false prophet. Right. And so, but when you think about, all the hundreds of prophecies that Christ fulfilled in the New Testament. And these are specific historical events that happened. And if, if it didn't happen, like Jesus is a false prophet, like he's held to his own standards. Whereas, uh, my mind is totally running away. We've been talking to her the entire time. Amy. Amy. Amy, yeah. Amy from Love Has One. 
Uh, so. Mother God. Mother God. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sort of you forget God. her name. Just, I know. just call yeah. her mom. Go yeah. Just call her. Hi, mom. <laughs> really out there. Yeah. So we're gonna, we're gonna talk about mom God. Yeah. So um, it's also a little warm in here. Plus, I ate some flaming Cheetos, so it's extra hot for me. But anyways. <laughs> oh, it just made me so sad because she's, well, she's met God now. Yeah. And it's just, right. I don't know why, just like the weight yeah. of that just hit me where it's like, yeah. she called herself Mother God, well, but now she, she's met God. And she would have, on this earth, she may have even said, like, or thought to herself, like, well, if I ever met, like, a God, anyone that could judge me, mm-hmm. I would just be like, well, I'm, like, she would have, here on earth, mm-hmm. like, you can have pride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could say like, well, I'll stand before God and I'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. But when you're actually before God, well, now she knows you will better. not. Yeah. Yes. You won't be saying like, oh, well, I yeah. read and did my best to do the research on right. Right. what I should follow. And it's just that's tragic. not going it didn't to go exist. well for without yeah. excuse. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to exist. Yeah. Before God. And so like when so when cult leaders like her they have this ability to sort of have this private revelation where they don't have to have any proof. They don't have to have any sort of independent lines of testimony or witness to back up or substantiate their claim. Mm. And you look at her claims, like I said, she claimed to be Jesus Christ, mm. Joan of Arc, Cleopatra, Queen Elizabeth of England, and Marilyn Monroe. Those are just a few of the people that lives that she lived. All those also, people. a random are, lady named Amy. Also, yes. right. Ooh, yes. There we go. I also saying. thought, how interesting. Saying. Like, Just you've saying. been all of these people, and then this time. Like, you show did, up as Amy. Did she explain why she came as Amy? Because I would have questions. I didn't say anything from that now. <laughs> I think I think it just was inconvenient. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Yeah. Just just happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, again, like someone like her, like she had, like a cult leader like her has these ability to make these vague and arbitrary claims without any sort of burden of proof. Like what's the burden of proof that you're required that, you know, whereas you look at the new Testament and the claims that are made and what's brought up to substantiate it, it's out in the open. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a huge difference in between one, what the joys of being able to live in God's world as someone who is a Christian, who is in right standing with God, like having one, having peace with God through what Christ did for me, but also being able to look at the world God created and to be able to use the reason and the logic and observe the world around me in a way that makes tangible sense. And the majority of people right now, they do what's right in their own eyes. Everyone is living out or more like Pontius Pilate where they say just what is truth and they're susceptible to a group like that. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's a big thing because, you know, for a good majority of people, they start hearing someone and if you watch her erratic behavior on the Dr. Phil show, she's just kind of all over the place. Um, and there's a couple of clips we'll probably play in our social media we're watching before that's the definitely heebie-jeebies worth uh, material. Um, yeah, like you look at someone like her and it's just like, or just people who get caught up into that. And it's, these people like this are a dime a dozen. And I think in seriousness, this is why it's important to have, to get the gospel out there because with as postmodern as, as this world has gotten as subjective where everyone think everyone does what's right in their own eyes. Like this is really a byproduct of worldview. This is a con this is the consequence of mm-hmm. secular humanism and Western mm-hmm. civilization and free fall is mm-hmm. a group like love has one. This well, should, this shouldn't like shock Crestone. or surprise us. Yeah. A city. It's like yeah. A, an entire city. That's just like, we do what we want here. Right. Yeah. Like, and we're not accountable to anyone but us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they have all these leaders who think that they're at a higher plane than everybody else but i mean as christians with the christian worldview if if we read our bible we recognize that no christian is above any other christian and matthew 23 christ was talking about how don't call anybody master or rabbi or father because you're all the same you're all on the same level i think our like superstar culture has really Mm. harmed that ideology in christians but if we are true to the Christian worldview and true to the scriptures, we won't fall into these kind of traps because we recognize no one is on a higher level with God than we are. I mean, obviously there are some who are more devoted to Christian in their Christian living in that right. aspect, but there's, there's no one who is more important or more valuable in that fashion. Um, all Christians are, are equal in, on that footing. Mm-hmm. And so Christians shouldn't fall prey to these kind of traps because <laughs> the moment someone says, I know more than you, I'm better than you and I can take you to a higher plane. Um, and I'm just like God, then that should immediately raise a red flag. <laughs> right. Anyone who's been reading their Bible at all, mm-hmm. you should not, you should 
see immediate inconsistencies. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of the problem is a lot of people, even people who may legitimately be Christians are not reading yeah. their Bible. They don't actually know. And that's just, again, that's the byproduct of everyone just kind of believing what they want, which also includes like weird watered down. My family is Christian. And I think like Jesus was like loving and that's yeah. my version like that you know yeah so i'm thinking as an outsider so we're talking a lot about like okay the pagan worldview versus the christian worldview like mm-hmm. we can look at what love has won did and say like this is wrong right. this was a cult mm-hmm. here here's how you know and the culture doesn't have any like standard by which to make those judgments so i think a problem that we face as christians is how do we distinguish between ourselves and a cult? Right. Because I think a if lot someone of someone who's not a Christian was listening to us talk right now, they would be like, "Well, you are doing the same exactly. thing." Exactly. That's where and my brain is going. So maybe couple- this is a great question for yeah. for you guys, and this is a very very basic question: What makes a cult a cult? Right. Because we get ton- we get reviews every other like week and it's like it's funny because every single individual review like think they think they're the one like being the original like i'm the one who came up with this right it's like right it's like the old person did in you the, read any of our i talks? have noticed yes and no one else has yeah it's kind of like cult talking about cults one star it's kind it's, it's kind of like the um like if you go to the grocery store there's that old person who makes that joke that old person joke it's like hey you're gonna get all that like you're gonna oh yeah like i worked at costco and it was yeah. like uh whatever they were just they think they're the only ones that have told this joke. Right. And like the, you are, I just heard that five minutes ago. Everybody that calls me winter. Yes. Right. Anyway. <laughs> yes. So what makes. Or everyone that's told me Germo is a bullfrog. I'm like, wow. Joy to the world. So Joy to the world. <laughs> that's how he saved in my phone. <laughs> do you have oh, really? one? Yeah, do it's Jeremiah. Yeah, Andrew. Andrew? Yeah. Do I have one more? What have like you been name? hearing No, you have life. the most normal right. name. Andrew. Andrew, yeah. Yeah. You don't get it. Yeah. He doesn't get weird. Yeah. Yeah, Andrew I mean, well, and my Steven. last name is Songkrant. People used to I go Sonny Krant. Stefan, yeah. okay. Stefan, yeah. yeah, I could see that. Okay, anyway. Well, yeah. yeah what makes a cult a cult, Jerry? <laughs> hmm. That's a good <laughs> thing. Well, a big thing, too, is Walter Martin would always talk about is defining terms. So if you think about we're in a postmodern world, so usually the word cult is just this, it's just this emotional impact word that people will just say. It's almost like a gaslighting shutdown phrase versus having a definitive you know, de- like just defining terms. So, yeah. So I think that you have to take that in a for- first and foremost. And also when you look at this, this, the secular worldview, that ultimately if you look at what happened with Love Has One, what, 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 how can you ultimately account for what was done was wrong? If you're, for example, if you're going to look, if a, Sam, a person like Sam Harris is going to look at Love Has One and she's her brain is fizzing that she lived all these past tangible lives and that her neurological firing of her uh, of her brain like firing all these neurons have convinced other people's brains to fizz and now they're believing they're following her and now they're all of a sudden wrapping her up in christmas lights when she passes away Mm -hmm. like where's what do you? What standard or law are you appealing to to say that's even wrong to begin in the first place? So right, there's that. Which you kind of you kind of get because everyone's allowed to do their own thing, right? But mm-hmm. then there's always that moment where someone with a like secular humanist worldview comes in and is like, "Well, not murderer, obviously, right? Yeah, you know." But he, so even then, even if you're listening right now mm-hmm. and you think like. Well, that was that, that was just crazy. She was obviously doing her own thing, but you know, like yeah. right. Well, I like yeah. I like in terms of thinking about cults. I take it to like a pretty extreme level. I'd say any belief that is not truly rooted in the Bible and Christianity is a cult counterfeit of what true meaning and truth is. So when someone's saying that something is a cult, they're presupposing that there's an absolute truth in the first place right. in terms mm-hmm. of a negative connotation. So. People like to look at the religion of Hinduism or the religion of Buddhism and and things like this where there's a massive amount of people like it gives some type of legitimacy to a false belief. 
therefore you can't call them a cult. But I'd say I don't I don't think there is any legitimate legitimacy in a false religion, and I have no issue calling Buddhism a cult. I have no issue with calling Hinduism a cult. I have no issue with calling Islam a cult because it's a counterfeit of the truth that doesn't offer salvation in the eventual destination for anyone stuck in these places, regardless of how well their life looks, is hell. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's the spiritual eternal destination uh, that outweighs the the sand of the life that we live right now. So. I take it to an extreme. I'd say anything that's not Christianity is a cult. If you are an evolutionist, you follow the cult of Mr. Evolution Guy. I don't know why I just forgot Darwin. his name. Darwin. <laughs> Mr. Evolution Guy. I don't know why Mr. I just Evolution forgot. Guy. Yeah, you're just the cult of the origin of species from Darwin, right? Like you believe right. you were once fish, now you're philosophers with no meaning or anything in your life, and eventually, sadly, you're going to hell. And I don't want that for you. And I'd say, so, so my definition, what I like to use is that if it's not Christianity, it's a cult. Well, that's, yeah. that's what... You said Walter Martin's definition. Yeah, it was pretty much a group or organization way. centered around or polarized around an organization's or person's misinterpretation of the Bible. Jesus, yeah. Where right. they always will use Christian terminology, even like this lady in love has one, but she fund they ultimately deny the reality of who Jesus Christ is, namely that he's Lord God, Jehovah, and human flesh. Right. Um, I, think, I would say one of the things that are, would put biblical Christianity in the category where it's not a cult is the fact that while the majority of cults and false religions are all based in secretive private revelations where they've done things mm. secretly, you look at even the evolutionary worldview. None of them have ever been able to see or back when the world was the way that they said that it was. They didn't ever actually see these apes that eventually became us. And there's no yeah. fossil they just There is no fossil yeah. record. Right. There's still <laughs> the they, missing link. It's still missing. Yeah. Somehow they've come up with a private revelation, just assuming because I said so. Now I'm sort of this authoritarian where you have to believe me. But if you look at just the Gospels and you look at just God in and of himself, God is triune in regards to how he reveals himself. So it's it's two or three, I mean, the very nature of God assumes two to three independent lines of testimony that God's witness mm -hmm. himself is self-revelatory right. in regards to witnesses. But if you look at the New Testament, I mean, Christ said, everything I've done openly, I've done nothing in secret. And you look at the entirety of, this, of the story of the Bible, it's real historical events uh, you know, and you look, that are in fulfillment of specific prophecy that are all real people, real places, stuff that's done out in the open where it's transparent Versus, and you look at the, all the witnesses as a byproduct of the resurrection of Christ versus every other false religion where it's always this secret, vague, and arbitrary authority. And, and yeah, and, and so now, and God gives us a standard which we can appeal to and, and hold people to because one of the aspects when people have this outcry against cults about what they're doing or the spiritual abuse that's taking place, they're just, they're crying out because they, they're assuming they received a counterfeit. Mm -hmm. Well, a counterfeit predicates the authenticity of an original. Well, right. I have yet to see anybody who is within secularism who would use the word cult explain to me explain to me the original. Where where's the what's being counterfeited mm -hmm. in a completely blind and motionless universe and where that actually makes sense? I think the Christian worldview gives us a perfect way to make sense of what happened in the love as one cult where you have someone who is an image bearer of God, Amy or mother God. She is someone who wants to be, be like God the same way that Lucifer wanted to be like God. And she decided to be her own autonomous authority. And in that process, she had suppressed the truth and unrighteousness. God gave her over to her sin. And in the process, she deceived other people. I mean, that makes sense in a world. It makes sense in my worldview where you have Jesus who says, lay, lay, Take hold, lest no one deceive you. Yeah, mm -hmm. that you need to do that. What's wrong? Explain to me in an evolutionary worldview or a secular worldview. What is? What's the ethic behind Amy convincing all of these people that she is Mother God? Do it without assuming the Christian worldview as well. Right. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, even like atheists, their their main ethic is consent. Everybody there right. signed a contract. They all consented to what she <laughs> <Right>. did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm. nothing she did was wrong if you have an atheistic worldview mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, because there, there, there was no issue of consent. She wasn't necessarily murdering people that we know of. Mm -hmm. um, it, it wasn't rape. It was all consensual. And so if that's your ethic, then yeah, they were fine, whatever. <laughs> right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, no, I was just thinking like, as we're sitting here talking about like the fact that 
this is a break from reality. We all agree on what reality is. We all agree on what the standard is. We agree that we have a standard that we can judge other things by. But if you don't, then I'm having a hard time understanding. Like, if you reject God, why wouldn't you think what we believe is cultish? Like, you would. Well, especially, I think a lot of that has to do with the presentation of Christian theology. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of atheists that would be like, you believe this. And I'd be like, no. And they, or, you right, know, right. like you're the way you're saying it. No. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, I, I might have some questions for you based off how you say it, but I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like, um, I feel like atheists have not, um, I feel like the current argument the current secular humanist argument against Christianity is a really poorly informed one. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times accuses Mm -hmm. you of things you don't actually believe Mm -hmm. um, or includes accusations um, that you Mm -hmm. would, would say, no, that's a, that's a twisting of the scripture. That's a miscommunication. And yes, maybe a lot of churches teach that, but I don't believe Mm -hmm. that. And neither did historic Christianity and that's just what happens when you lose Mm -hmm. the definition of all things when you don't have to do anything to fit into a certain group you don't even have to have the right genes to be a man or a female uh, Mm -hmm. or man uh, or woman now like Mm -hmm. you don't really have to have anything that actually makes up anything you just say Mm -hmm. like yeah I believe this and that's what I that is cultic thinking, which is what I think atheists think Christians believe. Right. But that is not historically represented, and it certainly doesn't represent right. my it, beliefs or anyone reality. on this show. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they fail to put the standard right back on themselves. You know what I mean? Because right. there is dogma in secular thinking. Right. And there is religion being taught to people in schools. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, you're yeah. Yeah, Whether you children's... call it religion the or not. The neutrality of atheism. Yeah, exactly. Right? It, that, that's, that's very cultic. Right. And that's mm-hmm. very terrifying. And it influences the direction of the world. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. they, they failed to apply the standard right back to themselves when, yeah. they, when they pointed at somebody. Right. Mm. No, that's, that's, that's good. Jerry. Mm. <laughs> he was like mm. Andrew saw me. He's like, mm. Damn. Like, uh, I like uh, that support for each other. Yeah, that just happened there. <laughs> I know. That's what happens. It's part. It's part. It's part of the the bromance that comes along with that. So. Uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I just thought it would be worth talking about because I'm sure there are a lot of people listening who have unbelieving friends and family members right. who think who that they're in a like, cult yeah. because yeah. they're Christians and yeah. they're regular church attenders. And you know, they're like, how can you talk about conspiracy theories? Like you guys all believe in X, Y, and Z. Right. Well, don't forget what Jesus said. He is the truth. Right. Right. If someone Mm -hmm. wants to point to you and talk about cults, well, you have the best objective standard and revelation to stand on to say this is truth. That's false. Right. Well, and 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 I guess my point to make it very clear is that people think Jesus is basically doing the equivalent of what Amy did. Right. right. But that's not true. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, he's doing it in fulfillment of specific prophecies, and he's not, yeah, like he- well, he, he's, he, actually he, he's actually yeah, God. he's actually God. Yeah, he's actually God. The big factor here. There, there, is, there is a case. <laughs> yeah, and, and he did that by, by saying, like, I'm going to do this, and then he followed through with that. So, I mean- Like raising from the dead. Raising from the dead, right. or just saying that, hey, guess what? Look at this temple. Not one stone will be left upon another. And you're like, when is this going to be? And and all of a sudden, next thing you know, within his generation, it was this temple was destroyed. I mean, he mm-hmm. he he called things out, and he knew. Yeah, I mean, he was God, and he, he was God in human flesh, and he did that in fulfillment of a specific prophecy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, he did it. Now again, I just this is the verse that I just love. I mean, I mentioned it earlier. Where he says, "Everything I've done, I've done openly. Mm-hmm. I've done nothing in secret." And that's one of the reasons why the very first worldview that Christianity really came into conflict with was Gnosticism because mm-hmm. it was all based in this secret, secret hidden, knowledge. esoteric knowledge, which is all where the cults come from. Right. Well, if Christianity was just a cult, just like all the other cults, mm-hmm. why were they, why was they at such war, mm-hmm. at such war with those worldviews, even to this day? Mm-hmm. So that's just something to consider. And in mm-hmm. fact, and just, and again, just, just jumping back as we wrap up here, I was just thinking about when you see something like this 
And of course, it kind of made the rounds in the news, and everyone's sort of you know doing their best to make sense. Of, oh, they are just crazy, or like I can't right. believe, or even like they're shocked. Mm-hmm. Like really, mm-hmm. you're really shocked that this happened. Like, like right. I said, just given given there's no really moral or, or foundational ethic in mm-hmm. a new age worldview where almost everyone is their own little god and they can kind of be vague and arbitrary and it's almost survival of the fittest. You almost have like an evolutionary worldview within all these little people, these little gods trying to ascend. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me too of the C.S. Lewis quote. I think it's from the abolition of men. You know, when he talks about, he says, we make men without chest and expect from them virtue and enterprise. We laugh at honor and then we are shocked to find traitors in our midst. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think this is very just true that like, I'm surprised. I'm surprised this is not, there isn't a love has one, leader being mummified and wrapped in Christmas lights every other week. Like right. we should have that. Right. No, absolutely. Mm. It, it just, it doesn't, it just, I feel in, in a culture that claims that it it's like opening its eyes to women and the plight of women. Like here's a case of a woman who was surrounded apparently by men. Uh, and, they were, she wasn't free. She wasn't being helped. No one was taking responsibility for her. Like she pieced out on her husband. She pieced out on her kids. And then the ultimate like love for her was letting her have her complete psychosis. Mm. Like letting her drink forever mm. and do whatever she wanted. She was destroyed literally right. unto death. Yes. Yes. Um, and all along the way, where were the people that supposedly like this wasn't freedom, you no, know, like, not at all. and like our, our society's definition of freedom is, is a definition that like for most of human history, nobody would have understood. Like freedom is is free to you're free to do the right thing. What she did was licentiousness, right? right. And that's yeah. yep. not freedom. Like that's those right. are two different things. You don't have freedom to steal someone else's property, right? You're not free to go steal someone yeah. else's property. You're not free to go do these perverted sex things they were up to. You're not free to go drink your life away. You're not free to rot your brain. Like this, that's licent. That's licentiousness. It's not yeah. freedom. And it's just like this to me is an extreme example of how we do encourage women to pursue licentiousness. Mm. And how could you possibly say no to her? She was just, I mean, she was empowered. She was an empowered woman. She thought she was the most powerful woman on the planet. Um, Who are you to say like, oh, you know, women power this, we're queens. Where was she supposed to stop along the way? Like, where's if that's what you tell women to go do, like, what was the stopping point that she should have stopped at? Like, I don't I've never gotten a good definition for this. And we do tell women that they're goddesses. And then this woman actually lives like she thinks she's a god. And everyone's like, oh, how sad. Like, it's so it's incoherent. This is the incoherence Mm. of abandoning. Uh, God's standards and his rules and how we're supposed to yeah. live. That's a, the ultimate. A lack of humility uh, in terms of a person, right? Humans make bad gods. So bad. Right? Like the you worst. Get, yeah, you get glimpses <laughs> of how she truly was, right? When she was getting angry and screaming mm, at people. Oh, yeah. She's like, mm-hmm. I'm taking the darkness of the world and I'm mm-hmm. absorbing it. Therefore, I can do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Love to her was pain and projection of her own feelings onto everyone mm-hmm. else around her. So she's yeah. trying to not find uh, a easy burden you know god takes our burdens jesus took it on the cross instead she's trying to project her burdens on everyone else around her mm-hmm. and i would find that's why cult like cult leaders need so many people is because they're never going to get rid of all their burdens on anyone else and they're just going to end up hurting everyone else in the process mm-hmm. it's like a weird uh vicious circle humans make bad bad gods the that worst. <laughs> yeah. In fact, that's one of the things I was thinking of, too, in regards to that, because uh, we were watching just some of the, the crazy live stream footage that was put together from one of the Vice specials and also uh, the Dr. Phil episode. Mm-hmm. And I think there probably were some times, kind of like in that documentary, Holy Hell, where people were getting together and they were having sort of these very, you know, moments of like ecstasy in regards just to this mm-hmm feeling this like love and connection to, to someone else. Right. And then, but eventually that turns on them. So I can only imagine there was a point where even people getting into this love as one cult where they saw Amy and they're like, Oh my gosh, it is mother God. I, I really believe in this. This is amazing. And I've, I feel like I have all the answers to everything I've ever looked for. And there might've been times where they're inducing the different psychedelics and, and getting high in different substances where maybe they're in this mm-hmm. moment of altered consciousness where it, it felt truly wonderful and joyous. And then you can only imagine having that turn on them 
roused and she's screaming at them and, and making them do terrible things. And all of a sudden, then, then that, that shock of like being fragmented in that way because they, they thought this was the end all to the answer of everything they've ever looked for. And it reminded me, too, of Psalm uh, 16.4. It says, The sorrows of those will increase of those who goes after who go after other gods. Mm-hmm. Or there's another translation that says, The sorrows of those who go after another god will multiply. Mm-hmm. And what you're seeing here is sorrows of people who go after other gods. That's the case with every single cult versus the alternative, which is, the, which is real Christianity, the real gospel, which says to me... Um, it says, I think this is King James, but it says that you have made known to me the path of life. You will find me in the joy of your presence with your eternal pleasures, with your, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So, yeah, I mean, that's in your presence, is, uh, there's fullness of joy in your right hands. There's, there's pleasures forevermore. Mm-hmm. You got to pick between the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one are you going to go with? Mm-hmm. And I think this is the, what you're seeing here at the end of the day with love as one. It's It's a comparison between sorrows of those who go after another god or going after the true triune god the eternal god and experiencing pleasures forevermore mm-hmm. so amen yeah that's the world that we live in and mm-hmm. I, as a christian like i have i have the ability to make peace for that and if anyone who hears atheist who's ready to write a review that we're a cult writing about other, other cults well one you're not original i would actually say let's make a coherent argument i would challenge you mm-hmm. message us we might even challenge you to have you on a podcast. Like, explain to us, make a case for the ethic that says what happened with the Love Has One cult was wrong. Mm-hmm. Or explain what happened with, with Jim Jones. What's the ethic behind someone who's an evolved ape to get to a bunch, a bunch of other 915 evolved apes or bags of protoplasm to drink some potassium cyanide to kill themselves? Mm-hmm. Are you really... Do you want to explain to me the ethic? Like, explain to me. Like, justify that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, if you are an atheist, uh, I would say, or don't believe in what we're doing, like, we'd like to see you try and make that argument. We'd be very intrigued with what you have to say. Mm-hmm. So, on that note, that's all I have to say. <laughs> hey, Stephen, you've been awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much for all your help. I definitely, like, although I'd read up on this cult, I did not know all of that. I had <laughs> no, that was further than I yeah. thought. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more fun when it's in your backyard. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. Cults I'm are more sure. fun when they're in your backyard. That's a good slogan. I <laughs> yeah. like that, Steven. Well, yeah, I imagine yeah. you have a heart for the cults considering mm-hmm. of, like, where you're placed and what you said, you're a pastor, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is kind of a, you know, there's jokes to be made and, mm-hmm. uh, but ultimately you're out there doing it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week. Yes. We'll have to do this again the next time you message me and say, let's talk about this weird thing together. Right. I'll probably yeah, say well, yes. <laughs> Steven fits right in. So if he messages you and says, I also know a lot about this other thing. Yes. yes. Have him on again. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that too. <laughs> yes. So on that note, we appreciate y'all listening in. And as always, when cultists and sheologians come together, we always have to preemptively apologize to absolutely nobody. Absolutely no one (laughs) for nothing that I said. Yes. (laughs) And uh, we'll talk to you all next time on cultish and sheologians. The next time we put the her and cross over her. Her. (laughs) See you next week. See ya.